Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to a live edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are coming to you live from Palm Springs, California, on this sort of cloudy, cold, rainy day for California. I think the high today was only like 62 degrees, and I think last night it went down in the 40s. So for all of you listening uh, in states that have had cold weather, um, for us, this is like really cold. So um, it's kind of a nice change, though, to be honest with you. It's been uh, sunny and warm, and it's kind of nice to have the rain. We need the rain as much as we can get, um, you know, keep it coming. So, everyone, please follow us on social media. You can go to Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, and I'm on Facebook. And the show, One-on-One with Jasper Cole, has a page as well. And you can always just go to jaspercole.com, and there's links to all the past Archive shows, we're on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Spricker, and our host uh, site, BS Podcast Networks. Well, I'm so excited uh, tonight because we're going to have the one and only Mr. Jeff Page, who we like to call the mayor of Skid Row. It's been a while since he's been on. I wanted to let everyone know, starting this month, I'm going to be doing a, a regular segment once a month. Uh, an ongoing uh, The Heroes and Horrors of Homelessness. Jeff is going to be on as much as he can, when he can. Um, and we're going to have other homeless advocates and other guests, and we're going to keep this momentum going on this topic because, unfortunately, um, based on what's happened the last year with COVID and the economic crisis, we're going we're gonna to be seeing more and more uh, people that are sadly homeless. And... Um, we just got to all do what we can to get rid of the poverty pimps, as Jeff talks about. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on at this time my very special guest, Mr. Jeff Page. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, buddy. Welcome aboard. Welcome back. Thanks actually. for having me. Yeah. It, you know, it's been a while since... Uh, People called me uh, Jeff Page. They know me as General Jeff, actually. I know. I always say, I, you know, I always, I don't know if I'm being disrespectful by not, by not saying your <laughs> full name. So I want to give you full props. But yeah, General Jeff oh. is your, most people know. And then, you know, a lot of people call you the mayor of Skid Road. That's not what you call yourself. But um, right. everyone, be sure everyone can also I've follow. Been, I've been called, I've duly noted, it should be noted, I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> and we so, answer hey, to, I'll take, we I'll answer take to it. whatever. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> everyone can go to Twitter. It's at Skid Row Go. I mean, go, I'm sorry, at Go Skid Row Go. And um, you can, uh, Jeff is also, General Jeff is also on Facebook. You can follow him there. Yeah. And uh, all right, buddy, let's just um, jump into it. I mean, I know uh, it's, we always need four hours, of course. Um, 
That's why I told everyone <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep this going monthly, and you know we want you here when you can be here, and um, we're gonna stay on top of things. But what's the latest and the greatest happening in in your area? Jeez, where did we leave off? <laughs> I'll always like to do it in chronological order because well, I know that you have some diehard yeah. diehard listeners that you know follow each and every segment and everything we let, so we don't want to skip over anything. They want the good juicy stuff. So it's it's kind of been a minute, so we don't well, want it, to uh, you know. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's jump. Let's go back to what's happening with the the. Um, Neighborhood, the neighborhood council situation with the lawsuit. Is there any movement on? Yes. Okay. I think that's where we left well, off. Well, so, last so just the sure. That's a great start. Uh, so Skid Row Neighborhood Council Formation Committee. For those of you, those who don't know, I'm the chair of the SRNCFC, and right now we uh, filed an appeal. Uh, you know, we had our election in 2017. Um, they they said we lost by six zero vote sixty, and uh, we found a whole bunch of election irregularities. We'll mm. just call it at that. And mm-hmm. we wound up eventually. We found we challenged the 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 election immediately, and we had to jump through all these hoops. And oh, oh it was ridiculous. Didn't know it was an obstacle course just for a, a local sure. community election. But anyway, um, that led to a lawsuit. We had to file it, nor the choice. And the city staring at us with a straight face, like, can we help you? Like, what, what, what's the problem, though? And so it's <laughs> like, come on, what do you guys I mean? So anyway, and I don't really get to, to all of that. You know, we just, you know, came across all, uh, collected all the damning evidence, you know, displayed it in court. And somehow the ju- that we went to trial, by the time we got to trial, um, the judge was not happy with our presentation and miraculously, we lost the trial. So it's fine. It's part of the process. We appealed the uh, verdict of, in the trial, and so right now we're 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 like moments away from um, filing our opening brief to start this official. You know, we started the the the, the appellate paperwork, but technically it doesn't really start until we actually file the opening brief, and that's right. when we, you know, talk about the good stuff. So that's where we are now, and, and you know. With these uh, monthly updates, we'll we'll keep your listeners updated with hot off the grill updates uh, in the coming months. Yeah, and for those that might just be you know like listening for the first time, just a quick little so just so people understand you know tell them tell the listeners again in, in the best way you can of why it's so important to have this neighborhood council, why it's so important for you guys to have a seat at the table, so to speak. Um, when it comes to what's actually happening in your community, because right now you don't, sure. you don't really have that ability to be recognized. Right. And so this effort goes back in the Skid Row community. I've led this effort since June of 2014. And so this is not just a sudden, you know, emotional, um, Hey, just cause there are others that exist. We can do it too. And mm-hmm. that's not what this is. This is a calculated, uh, um, effort because there's a there's a desperate need in our community not only for um, additional resources that's obvious Skid Row is commonly known as the homeless capital of America so um, th- there's great need there and so um, but the thing was that currently there are 99 neighborhood councils citywide every inch of the city of Los Angeles 
um, is uh, attached to a, a neighborhood council. And currently, since its inception, um, that was part of the 1999 city charter. So the first uh, neighborhood councils, you know, have to put their bylaws together and you mm-hmm. know get everything ready officially. And the first neighborhood councils came online in 2001. Um, there was a fight um, back then where there were some folks before my time. I didn't get to Skid Row till August 2006, but in the early 1999, 2000, 2001, there were some folks in Skid Row that were fighting for Skid Row's own neighborhood council then. But then um, the big missions and, and, and the, the poverty pimps, the nonprofits and, and the like, they all wanted to be, they went for and said they all need to be a part of the downtown Los Angeles neighborhood council so they could have a seat at the table with the you know the the big law firms and the folks in the skyscrapers and mm-hmm. so quite naturally the voice of the skid row residents lost out um and that and the downtown Sanders neighborhood council came online in 2002 and skid row's been a part of, of the down the the dlanc since then and again skid row's issues always get put on the back burner right and so when it got so i come to skid row and, you know, they're pushing our issues on the back burner. And I'm thinking, yeah, they're, they're, they're pushing through. Their, pri- their primary focus is all the new bars and, 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 mm. and, and restaurants and approving alcohol permits. And, you know, the focus on the downtown revitalization. And our thing is, uh, <clears throat> excuse us, homelessness yeah. over here is spreading. It's getting out of control. Hello, you might want right. to help us address this situation over here. And they're like, oh, well, we'll give you some brooms or some you know, a little bit of this, a little bit every here and there, and they, they, you run along now, run along, <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, we need more focus, and then also mm-hmm. with the, the creation of a Skid Row Neighborhood Council, we would have an official governing body that's officially recognized by the city of Los Angeles, and then there, that way we could actually create and initiate um, policies and initiatives that we can push forth on all three levels of government on a local state and federal level in Sacramento mm-hmm. and Washington, D.C., to help address homelessness from the residents' perspective in terms of what we need in terms of to end homelessness instead of what others, outsiders, are saying what they well, Oh, this is what they need or all they mm-hmm. need. As soon as you hear all, they don't know what they're talking about. All There's no such thing as all. All you need to do, oh, that's a problem right there. And so the whole thing was, you know, we so we initiated the grassroots community effort to create the uh, Skid Row Neighborhood Council. There was a process. We had to have an election to be certified. And then the scales, you know, just met. When we filed, turned in our application, the way the process was, the scales were uh, tipped in the favor of the applicant, which was us. Uh, miraculously, right. you know, so it was the, it, 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 it was less than two weeks before the election, the scales miraculously turned in favor of the downtown business sector. Mm. And the, it, it just which was went against all parameters and, and rules that were on the table at the time, and and it got all the way up and down the halls of, of city hall, and they approved it. And so we had nothing to do but to go along with it because we knew we still had the numbers to win. And so we came, they said we came up short again, sixty votes, and then we went through the challenge process, and we're still challenging to this day. So a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you just have another election. And then it's like, well, if we got screwed by the people mm-hmm. once in the first election, why will we let them screw us again in the second uh, election? That, that that just defies common sense and logic. 
And so it's like if you had a bad date with someone the first night, why would you go out, willingly go out with them again? It just, it doesn't, I don't yeah. understand the logic. Like, I understand they, you know, they look it down on us like we're little old Skid Row, poor little old Skid Row. We're not, we're not dumb, though. We're homeless. We're not dumb. So we're right. not going to just, oh, let's do another election. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, what were we thinking? And then it. We get, guess how this outcome is going to happen. You, oh, mm-hmm. you almost had it. We try again next day. Come on now. We're definitely all these tricks in the book. We're not doing that. And let so me, me. while we have them on the books with hardcore evidence, irrefutable evidence of how they cheated us in our election, they stole our win, why would we get throw that in the trash to go start, you know, try to have another election? Like, no, no, no. We'll go through the process, even if it takes years, and we're willing to take this fight all the way to the Supreme Court. So we are here. We're vested. We're committed. Obviously, we're committed because we live here. And so, you know, that's what what we're going through. In the meantime, nothing that the downtown Los Angeles Neighborhood Council is working, uh, nothing that the city of Los Angeles has done is working. And throughout this uh, conversation tonight, hopefully we'll get to talk about some of those things um, as we yeah. update uh, the listeners on what's, what's going on currently in Skid Row. Yeah. Now, uh, with the impact of COVID, you know, this past year, um, my something tells me, I, I guess it could go two ways. Do is it Has it been where everything's been about COVID, so Skid Row has been forgotten about even more? Or has there been – have the poverty pimps and the politicians tried to at least look like they were – going to give a little more attention to this area because of COVID or has it even mattered? I mean, has, has that affected one way or the other, the community there? Well, one well, well, great question. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that always speaks truth mm-hmm. and I don't want to bash our local politicians. Um, we were all as, as a country, we were all blindsided by, by the leadership energy that was coming out of the white house. Yeah. And on all levels of government, everyone was slow to move, slow to react. Oh, it's a hoax. Oh, well, if it's a hoax, it's no big deal. Life, you know, carry on as you were. La, 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 la. <laughs> and it, there was no energy from us all the way up on the top to say, hey, this is, this is a serious thing. We all need to pay attention to it right now and do all we can. That, 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 and we all know that didn't happen. So, right. I mean, for us in Skid Row, we're hungry. We're trying to, what are we, we're trying to focus on. Where are we going to eat that day? Where are we going to sleep that day? You know, there's other pertinent issues that we struggle on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, we're hearing something about some, some, something COVID-19, 20. I don't, I don't know what that, what, what, what is that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They just some on TV. Oh yeah, whatever. And, you know, it just was, was an afterthought. And then finally, by the time folks started taking it a little more serious, it was like, wait, oh, they're, wait, they're changing up now? Oh, now they're saying mm-hmm. it's important? They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. without it, it's not making – it's inconsistent. Yeah, whatever. It's just like people in, in Skid Row, we hear it all the time. Oh, there's a new plan uh, in homelessness. Oh, there's new funding. Oh, a billion dollars. Measure HHO. It's, it's only a matter of time. You'll be housed in less than th- – oh, it's going to be great. And then nothing ever happened. So we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 well, sure, whatever. And so then it, it didn't get serious in Skid Row until they started saying – it was mandatory to wear a mask to go into a store. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of folks, you know, we don't, we, 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 we don't have homes and, 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 and refrigerators and, and cabinets to store food. So we go shopping every day mm-hmm. and, you know, the mom and pop uh, uh, mini markets. 
And so when they're saying, oh, all of a sudden, wait, you need a mask? Like, well, well what, what's going on? And, you know, and so then there were some people that were offended. I'm, just, I'm homeless. I'm not diseased. And they're like, no, it's mandatory. Everybody has to do it. And so then it was like, it, it started off, well, you have to buy a mask. Well, I only have money for food. So it's like, wait a minute. So before I can even buy food, I have to buy a mask? Well, if I buy a mask, I won't have any enough money for the food I need to get. And so, so a lot of people were stuck because they weren't going in the stores because they would have to waste their food money on a mask. And so there was a big problem. Then they have to go wait for the, the, uh, the handouts. And because of the COVID, uh, the volunteers and, you know, the, the good, the, the, the do-gooders, they stopped coming to Skid Row. And so now right. all of a sudden the folks, the, the, the stuff that you can count on, whether it's a bottle of water, you know, a plate of hot plate of food or, Whatever it is, nothing's good. blanket. Nothing's coming. I mean, it's mm. just completely dried up, and and wow. then all of a sudden it got serious, and you know that's when okay, well I need a mask. I need a mask. You got a mask. I need a mask, and you know that's when it really got serious about about this in the in the um, like just before the summer, uh, May mm-hmm. May May into June, and so then uh, one of the missions uh, came out. A big story broke that there was a a COVID outbreak because, you know, people were having masks and there are a lot of people who are still moving around without a mask because there was mm-hmm. no evidence that COVID had reached Skid Row yet. But then when this big story broke, oh, there's a big mission with a, uh, you know, big uh, outbreak. And it was like, oh, it, it's here. Oh, we, okay. Where's my, where's that mask? What was that mask you were saying about? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a mask now. <laughs> and then right. it went to a whole nother level. And then when you hear that, you know, uh, you know, uh, the couple of uh, employee uh, died, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh no, this is serious. It's not just the, you know, the 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 homeless guests that stay in the mission. You know, they employees are dying, and then you know the numbers. Oh, there's another spread, and it was over a hundred people were infected, and it was like, oh, so my thing as a community activist, outspoken community activist, I was like, hey, shut the mission down and save lives. You know, disinfect the entire building from top to bottom. Get to bring in the Department of Public Health and, you know, let's, you know, make it happen immediately. That's the last right. thing we need is a serious spread in a skid row about, about uh, COVID. And so they didn't do that. The the mission they said, oh, we're just going to cut our, reduce our population to half and we'll deal with it. And, they, and that was a foolish um, move because they wound up getting another, another, out, another outbreak and again, a few more people died and, and they tried to cover it up. And, and it's just sad because, you know, I, I was outspoken and said, you know, the CEO needs to go. They need to resign effective immediately because yeah. that was just poor judgment. You know, that was just poor judgment. And homeless people died and many more got infected. And, and, and you know, heads must roll many times, you know, incompetence like that happens. And so, but there's a whole bunch of, you know, the the, the, the poverty pimp network came to, to their defense and they're still there. So we moved on. Hold on, Jeff. We have a caller. I want to just get to the caller and see if we can. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, this is Jasper. How are you? You're on. How you doing? Well, I didn't, I didn't call in to ask any real questions. I just wanted to, uh, to listen because I was almost homeless about uh, five years ago. So oh, okay. I'll find out sure. according to the headline that you have. Uh, horrors, okay. horrors, and heroes of uh, homelessness. So I wanted to find out, get some insight. Oh, great. Okay. Well, the, you, so you definitely. So I'll put myself on mute, or, you can put, or if you just 
Okay. No, that's fine. Okay. I want to just acknowledge you and say welcome um, aboard. If you leave my yeah. Thanks. Okay, if buddy. If you leave my line open, if you don't mind, then if you want me to, I can jump in. If you, if I feel that there's something I can contribute, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Later, absolutely. I'm saying. When I learn more. Okay. Okay. Thanks. What's your name? What's your name? Mike. Joe. Joe. Okay. Great. Jasper and Joe. General Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Great. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure we acknowledged. We have a, a a guest with us. Oh, sure, no problem. And so, yeah, I, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. And so, so the, uh, well, I don't hello? want to interrupt. <laughs> okay, no problem. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, yeah, sorry. So that's all I have to say about that. I don't want to be Mr. Doom and Gloom on that subject. Oh, yeah. That, you know, just bringing some of your listeners up to speed in terms of that COVID situation. So, but the good news, fast forward till today, um, there was a massive – uh, a vaccine uh, a distribution rollout today where um, there's a different nonprofit, uh, one of the medical clinics in Skid Row, and they pushed it out there uh, a couple of days ago that there were the free vaccine shots for Skid Row homeless folks for anybody that wanted them. And so um, it was wow. like Skid Row homeless folks only. I don't know how they were going to, you know, patrol the line or whatever. But so, you know, I passed by there earlier. Um, you know, just before it actually rolled out and come to find there were like 50, 60 people already in line, ready, waiting. Wow. And That's so good. that looks like that was going to be a, 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 you know, a highly popular um, event. So a lot of people in Skid were ready for that vaccine. So, good, um, yeah. you know, that and that just happened just today. So we've come a long way from, you know, desperately looking for masks and getting uh, uh, poor um, um, information from our leaders. And then all the way to where now we've got this massive line um, of homeless folks uh, lining up for their free vaccine shot. So we've That's come a long though. way. And, and, and in the meantime, in between that, uh, we still what we're fighting for is accurate um, Skid Row specific COVID information, COVID mm-hmm. data, Skid Row specific. And it doesn't exist. And it, right. it just uh, uh, it baffles the mind how if they can talk about different communities you know, from Arlington Heights, you know, you go on the L.A. County's website and they've got all these communities that you've never even heard of that sound smaller, like it's maybe two blocks big. And then Skid Row, a 50 block community, um, we're not even listed. And, and so then, OK, no problem. I, I know a lot of the folks over at the uh, uh, Department of uh, L.A. County Department of Public Health. I'll just reach out, you know, to the higher ups directly. And mm-hmm. request the uh, Skid Row specific data, and do you know they didn't provide it because they said it doesn't exist? Because and no. this was their reason because they said because Skid Row doesn't have um, any consistent boundaries, it was mm-hmm. hard for them to pull any Skid Row specific data. And I'm thinking like that's hogwash, you know. And I say, well, what about these the, the typical boundaries? Third Street to the north, Seventh Street to the south, Main Street to the west. And now the meter street to the east, 50 city blocks. Those are the basic, uh, the, the, those are the hard boundaries for Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Said, yeah, that's what you say. But then there are other, you know, they, and we're going back and forth arguing about boundaries and why they can't give any Skid Row specific. Well, I, I don't choose your boundaries. Give us some Skid Row specific stuff. I don't care. I mean, 50 yeah. blocks, five blocks, you know. A hundred blocks, give up the data. And, you know, to this day, they still have not given up any Skid Row specific data, and and it irks us. And so that's a whole separate 
um, that's a whole separate effort as, you know, community activists, you know, mm-hmm. community leaders in Skid Row that we have to fight and argue and, and, and pound on the podiums just to get the Skid Row specific data so we can be up to date and current on what the current COVID numbers are. We can't even and get it, into a specific breakdown of how many win, how many women have it, how many men, how many, you know, and, and things of that sort. We can't even get into demographic breakdowns. Is that, trying to just is that get a, a basic is that a, number? Is is that an example where if you had the like you said if you had that official council seat that isn't that kind of an example of something that would be you could take care of exactly and you have to, exactly yeah, so the right. thing so it'd be more than just a council seat it would be you know possibly fifteen to twenty you know board of directors members right and then again that would be certified by the city of Los Angeles and so the, you know that would they would be uh, strong letters. Um, issued um, as a board that, you know, just like any other board of directors, it, it, it should, and most boards would uh, be respected enough to, to be able to generate um, mm-hmm. a, a, um, a successful response. And so while we got a response, we still didn't get the information we needed. Right. Well, I guess the the question, not to go back to that, but I I didn't get to follow up. So for people listening, so what would you say when when people say, well, well, Jeff, why would they not want you to to have this ability? Why, why, how, how are how is it hurting for you guys to to be a part and have your own council? What is what is that taking away from someone else? In other words, what's the opposition like? Why, what are they afraid of um, by giving you guys the seat at the table? It's going to take money away from other neighborhoods, or is it racism? Is it all of that combined, or what do you think is the biggest reason for the the opposition? Well, at the end of the day, um, sure, I could. The short answer would be uh, all of the above. But at the end of the day, there is the uh, what we call simply call the downtown business sector. Um, mm-hmm. It's the business industry. And so those folks are focused on downtown development. There's a thing called the downtown revitalization, um, right. you know, the, the building, you know, converting with the uh, adaptive reuse ordinance that passed in 1999. There's uh, converting old, you know, empty office buildings into, um, you know, lofts, luxury lofts and condos. And so the whole thing is by the year 2040, they expect they pre-COVID, of course, they expected uh, downtown LA to be this, you know, hustling and bustling uh, uh, paradise and playground for all these, you know, successful single, you know, millionaires, you know, to run around and work hard and play hard and have fun. So have their um, high rise. So Skid Row. And- so right in the middle of all of that is Skid Row. It's like a big donut with glaze. And they're right in the middle of the donut <laughs> hole with no donut, no glaze, and Skid Row. And they're like, so their whole thing is, but Skid Row's got prime real estate. And it's uh, like, prime, we need to get Skid Row out of there. Once we get rid of them, quote, unquote, them, then it's prime real estate. We can come in and develop, get the bars, get the restaurants, get, you know, and just basically gentrification. And, you know, we're putting up a fight saying, no, 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 we're not going anywhere. And so right. what they fail to realize is that, the the, the, the the low income housing in Skid Row and there's I don't know over fifty buildings in Skid Row alone um that are protected with affordable housing covenants. 
And so mm-hmm. what that means, even if a rich developer wanted to come in and came in and bought a building, um, because of the protection from the Wiggins Act, um, they would have to replace that those units at on the one to one ratio. And so in essence, they would be they would be buying two buildings because not only would they come in and you know tear that building down, build their luxury condo, but if there was a hundred units of low income housing, they would have to replace that hundred units of low income housing somewhere else. And right. you know, so why would they? It's not cost effective to pencil. It wouldn't pencil out to have uh, to buy to spend that money to build two buildings. Right. And so that those are the protections, the covenants that have our our low income housing in, in in place. And so during our lifetime, yours and our lifetime, Skid Row will still be here. And so mm-hmm. while we now that we understand that, and rather than you know hope that you know keep fooling ourselves with the mindset of, oh, Skid Row's days are numbered, and oh, it's only a matter of time before the big money guys come in and just bulldoze it, you know, into the L.A. River or something and bulldoze it off the map. Um, uh, hold on. So I went like the little engine that could, hold on, guys, we're not going <laughs> anywhere. And so then, uh, you know, they, yeah, 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 no, your days are numbered. No, no, kid, get out of here. And so then finally they're realizing, hey, wait a minute, what are these covenants these guys are talking about? Eh? Mm-hmm. And so we've had every law, all the big prestigious law firms in the skyscrapers downtown looked at us, and they realized they're right. Skid, we mm-hmm. can't undo the covenants. And a matter of fact, the covenants that are done, um, let's say the, uh, the the low-income housing developer, the nonprofit housing developer, if it, you know, the covenants last up to 55 years, and even once it expires, it can extend and be extended for an additional 55 years. And so, like I said, during our lifetime, they're not going anywhere. Then you, we have four major missions in Skid Row. And so it's, um, you know, I mean, that's the core. The missions are the cornerstone of our communion. So between the missions, between the, the, the low-income housing with affordable housing covenants on it, and then you have all the service providers that, that, that are all in there. And Skid Row's not going anywhere. And then you've got all right. the homeless folks on the streets. I don't, I don't, like, who, what downtown are you guys envisioning? Because that's mm-hmm. not what we're living in. And so yeah. there was this big fight, and they know with with the while they're selling this 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 dream, it's a marketing, it's marketing and promotions, it's marketing right. fluff that Skid Row will will no longer be here. You know, oh, come on and invest in downtown L.A. You know, invest in this luxury condo. Don't worry about the homeless. We'll, you know, we've got a plan. You know, LAPD or, or whatever it is. Oh, we're getting them housing measure HHH one point two billion. Oh, but come on and get your 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 luxury condo now. While it's cheap, because it, oh, it, oh, the price is going to go up as soon as Skid Row leaves. Oh, get trust and believe it's going to be oh, but it's going to be amazing. And a lot of people bought the fool's gold, and they didn't. Then the, when the bubble and the bubble burst, for the record, the bubble burst in downtown and it's before COVID hit. But of mm-hmm. course, now the downtown business of these folks that were pushing this fluff, they're hiding behind blaming COVID. Oh, right. the, oh, it's a global pandemic that we lost our momentum then. When you guys get done, Skid Row will still be here. And so then, right. when that's the backstory, so now when we want to create a Skid Row neighborhood council, um, the powers that be, the downtown business sector, fought against that because they know if once we get a Skid Row neighborhood council, that comes with boundaries of governance, mm-hmm. boundaries and territory to govern. And with that, we'll be planting solid, permanent roots in our community. Mm-hmm. And it would be virtually impossible for for them to up up uproot us, and because they, they still in their minds think there's some kind of way that 
even if, you know, if 10, 20, 50 years from now, they'll be able to uproot Skid Row and move us out of here. And so a Skid Row neighborhood council will make it virtually impossible to move. And so that's why they lined up against us. Okay, now now I'm really getting a clear picture. And do you feel that it's also um, uh, an age situation? Are you finding the, some of the, quote, old guard p- politicians or board members, are, are the younger generation, are they – are they probably going to be more apt to want to work with the Skid Row and help, or is it, or do you notice a difference in that in the in that respect? I don't know. Um, you know, the downtown Los Angeles Neighborhood Council is is who we since we're Skid Row is already a within their boundaries. Mm-hmm. We have to technically break away from them, and so the people they you know their elections are coming up uh, later this month in a couple of weeks or so. And so there's this whole new energy of folks that are running, you know, they're running slate. So it's a new guard running against the old guard. Oh, and the okay. new guard is a hundred percent in support of a creation of a Skid Row neighborhood council. And they're like, if I'm, you know, so they had a recent candidate form and it was interesting. So the, one of the questions was, you know, specifically about would you support, you know, Skid Row getting its own neighborhood council and all the new guard, but the candidates were like, oh, if I'm elected, I will do everything possible in my power to make sure the Skiro gets his own neighborhood council. And all the old guard was like, oh, no, no, no. You know, it uh, hasn't happened. They don't need it. doesn't need it. We need to stay, keep downtown together. So they got this whole another oh. sub-marketing slogan, keep downtown together. And I don't even understand what that means. Uh, so I mean, keep it I together. Guess, you know, keep whatever. it together, but but ignore the elephant in the ignore the fifty <laughs> exactly. ignore the fifty blocks. You know the fifty blocks over <laughs> here. I mean, yeah. that, you know, we're just pretend we don't see that. I guess. I mean, unbelievable. That's amazing. Right. Well, right. You know, and what oh, I what I so. what what I'm noticing is because you know um, I'm not in LA as much as I was, obviously because of COVID, right? So. Maybe the three or four times I've I've come into the city this year, you know, we we're seeing people are seeing quote the homeless situation expand way outside of Skid Row. Um, we're seeing it all over, and this is cities all over the country, you know. But I'm in sure. particular right now with LA. Um, I mean, look, it's not it's not getting better, and with people losing their apartments and the evictions and you know, as we've talked about before, that there's all kinds of homeless, you know, situations. There's the working homeless. There's the 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 families. And and when like when I drive down Coenga Boulevard, for those of you who don't live in L.A., Coenga is a major street that runs through Hollywood and Sunset Boulevard. And you know, I'm seeing the tents and the the homeless situations on down down both sides of the street. And right. I'm think I'm thinking to myself, okay, n- what's going to happen? You know, it's like it's like Skid Row is going to happen all over the city because it's going to be the same poverty pimps and the same bureaucratic right. bullshit that you've had to deal with um, in Skid Row. It's going to be in the valley. It's going to be. I was watching a program today about the homeless situation, and people don't laugh because it's not. But when I say the homeless in Malibu. You know, there are people going, but you know, there's this, there's a whole like um, Zuma Beach and that area. There's the right. encampments. Right. So, so, what do you, 
what do you say to that? Like how it, it's obviously expanding outside of Skid Row, and it always has been. But um, I, I mean, I know it's, I know it's gotten more populated since this past year with with COVID. Um, it seems to me if the city can't get Skid Row, can't help Skid Row, how are they going to help all these other communities that it's happening? It doesn't seem like Garcetti and the and the politicians are going to be able to do anything. Not at all. And so that's something that we've been speaking out for years. Um, we said, I'm going to speak on this till I'm blue in the face, or I'm quite sure I'm turning purple now, <laughs> way past blue. <laughs> Right, uh, and it's still not listening. And why? Why, why we make jokes about it? Because it's 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 a hard hard topic to have. And yes, I've been to recently down PCH to uh mm-hmm. through Malibu and and seen you know folks you know in RVs and you know uh, in vehicles and just homes pitching tents encampments, mm-hmm. um, if you will. And um, I, I mean it's tough. And so. Uh, you know, I can't help but think every time I do, I, I see that and see the what we call, you know the expansion, if you will, homeless right. expansion. But I can't think help but think like, wow, if we would have had that Skiro Neighborhood Council in 2017, we would have mm-hmm. been able to get a hold of all of this stuff. Right, and and, and, it, and it's just sad. It, it just saddens me because you know there's no other neighborhood council that can put forth any anything about homelessness and have the respect. And have it have the teeth that a Skid Row neighborhood council would have, because it right. basically would be homeless people speaking for ourselves. This is what we want. This is what it's going to be. This is a policy. This is an initiative. We can take it through the local uh, uh, um, political leaderships, and then take it through the state. And, you know, if we can get it on a ballot initiative, we have to mm-hmm. even our federal our federal representatives in Washington D.C. And so then there's a whole lot that could have been done and should have been done by now. And so that just leaves me as a, the community activist side of me has been hollering out, speaking out against the poverty pimps, you know, uh, for over, for over a decade now. And so, right. you know, all they do is proving us right. And so the, again, to start off by with the, with the small microcosm in Skid Row is that the CEOs and the executive directors of the nonprofit uh, uh, missions and social service providers, the nonprofit folks, um, the, the the CEOs and executive directors make six figure salaries, as mm-hmm. high as two and three hundred thousand dollars, off of homelessness in Skid Row, and so somewhere along the lines, I would like to say, um, between ten and fifteen years ago, they realized the more homelessness there is, the more funding they can they can ask mm-hmm. for, and the more dire the conditions look, it justifies their ask. And right. so the politicians got in. So that's why in November of, of 2016, Measure HHH, um, that was $1.2 billion for homeless housing. And so now they realize, hey, that worked. You know, let, let's go. Let's do that again. And then the county in March 20, 2017, uh, the county of Los Angeles, you know, passed the marijuana tax. And that generated, in essence, $5 billion. Um, over, it's a 10-year plan, and so they say, "Oh, we anticipate 355 million over 10 years." Um, when you do the math, that's that's four billion dollars, and then that 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 number fluctuates up and down depending on whatever the you know the sales, uh, right. the sales tax on marijuana. And so, by the in the by the lifetime of this 
uh, initiative that's Measure H, Single H, LA County. Um, right. That's you know we're looking at potentially between four and five billion dollars, and so here you go, billions and billions of dollars, and so now, and we've been saying this for years that the poverty pimping in terms of what we're calling the homeless industrial complex, and yes, I coined that phrase, mm, I love but that. Uh, the homeless industrial complex, what is going on with that is now they've realized nationwide homelessness is a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar, billion dollar, multi-billion yeah. dollar industry. And so now the thing about why homelessness is expanding because the nonprofit sector, so it's not about understanding the homeless folks. The, the the rules and regulations coming out of Washington, D.C., as far as homelessness, run through the Department of Housing and Urban Development, that mm-hmm. HUD. The previous administration that just left 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, that was uh, Dr. Ben Carson that was run. That's why he was uh, virtually silent uh, for four years. <laughs> you didn't brain, hear a brain, about brain, brain surgeon. And so you yeah, think, brain surgeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're saying this guy that has zero nothing on his resume that has anything to do with homelessness. He's the guy that's in the most powerful position in terms of all things homelessness in the state of America. I mean, in in the country of America, Dr. Ben Carson. And for four years, we never even saw him, let alone heard from him. And so, you know, now there's, you know, new energy there, but the parameters are in place. And so a lot of the wicked things that the poverty pimps, the nonprofits are doing, it's justified by federal regulations. Well, it's mm-hmm. within federal regulations. Well, that's their that's their, their their response to everything. Well, it's within federal regulations, and there's no impetus, no uh, uh, energy out of Washington D.C. to hold these folks accountable. And right. they write whatever they write on the piece of paper and turn it in. And so, but you know what? And so it took me a while to figure it out. But now I figured it out. I, General Jeff, figured it out, and I'm sharing with Jasper Cole. <laughs> we talk about you know. Horrors and heroes, right here on the show. Um, the thing is, is homelessness. The, the existence of homelessness it creates jobs. Mm-hmm. So through the nonprofit sector, oh, so all these nonprofits. So now the federal government can now issue funding to the nonprofit sector through the form of grants. And you know, so it's billions of dollars. All these stimulus packages. It's a lot of money going to the nonprofit sector. And so through HUD, they issue parameters saying that there needs to be some type of attentiveness for homeless folks. Because they say the reason why on federal regulations, a a person is considered homeless basically at the end of the day because they can't take care of themselves. So because they can't take care of themselves, there needs to be, uh, oh, there's a one-to-one ratio of a job that needs to be created of, of at least one person that can take care of them. And so um, the numbers of homelessness um, are a little less than a million million homeless people uh, nationwide on the books in, in Washington, D.C. And so anyway, wow. that's a million jobs that are created to take care of them. So there's funding for a million jobs. Now you've got a million people that have got jobs. Um, if you ended homelessness, you would end those jobs. So the Washington, D.C. is not happy about ending no. jobs for, for, for Americans. So they're not going to end those jobs. So what does that mean? Homelessness is not going to end either. Now, homelessness is a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's the homeless industrial complex. If you heard it here first. Well, and listen, buddy. You know, it's similar to the whole cancer industry. You know, I, I've said for a long time, 
why would they cure cancer? There's a, it's a multi-billion, right. billion-dollar industry. HIV and AIDS exactly. became a similar yeah. thing. And on some level, I, I could see COVID, you know, down the line becoming a similar kind of thing because, you know, look around Absolutely. COVID. We've, we've created pro- nonprofits and specialists and testing and vaccines. And so it, it's all part of the, you know, like you said, follow the money. Always follow the money. Right. And it never gets right. to the people that it needs to get to. Right. And so when you wow. get that lay of the land and then you look across your city or your town or your community, and when you see homelessness slowly expanding, now you know the real reason why. And it's, it's, yep. it's sad, but it, that there's, we can't stop it as long as we, as a, we the people aren't willing to tell the truth about what we're seeing. And so there are right. those of us on the front lines that held uh, lame duck Mayor Garcetti uh, responsible. And while he's having these great uh, press conferences and photo ops and, you know, he's over, so a lot of the solutions that the politicians, what they is the overlap, the overlap solutions. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they'll give a timeline, let's say in 90 days, you know, I'm going to end world hunger. And they're like, oh, great. He, oh, he gets all the law. But before that 90 days is up, 60 days, at the 60-day mark, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to end world cancer. Oh, okay. Oh, and then, and then I keep so being by the that's in, in the 120 days. So no one's even paying attention to that first 90-day, you know, ending world hunger. Now, oh, now he's going to end cancer. And then that's 160. So then before that, you know, and then they keep going on and on and on. And they keep just overlapping solutions and you never see a deadline when it actually when it actually matures and presents matures. itself and no one holds any of these folks accountable and just like these like measure HHH is a 10 year plan by the time that plan um 10 years from now though these folks that are in office public office now they're going to be gone right the mayor will be gone next year so he won't be so who are we holding accountable and then the new guys come and they'll say hey I wasn't here then that was them it wasn't me and then you know and then, but he said but if you give me another billion dollars I'll fix it and now here we are taxing ourselves another billion dollars and giving it to the new guys and it's like oh man poverty pimping so in the in the 14 almost 15 years I guess now since you've been boots on the ground in Skid Road being, yeah. a, you know, activist. What, I mean, when you look back now and you, you look at where we are, does it, do you just feel like it's been like a hamster on a wheel or do you, where are there, are there areas where you could say there, there, there have been progress at all or, um, or do you just feel like it's no. like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like nothing's, it's gotten worse, right? It, it depends on what side of the coin um, you're looking at if you're on the side of the coin of the poverty pimps, homelessness is working out great. Life is good. The the company has funding. You know the the the, the pay the pay payroll. The people are getting in the higher level, upper level ex- executives. That is, are you know not on lower rank and file, but upper level executives are getting their promotions. You know they've got job security. You look mm-hmm. out. The need is strong for what they do, allegedly. <laughs> What they do Allegedly. on paper, what on their mission statements and websites, all this data, 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 and they create data to create the need for reports, and that's just giving themselves jobs, give them jobs to do. So they'll have a seminar, they'll have mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, this kind of. Oh, now it's all Zoom talks, 
you know, right. file, make a report. Oh, we got to update the data. We got you know, this is just just worthless jobs, just to keep the workforce, the homelessness workforce working. That's mm-hmm. all that is to keep give them something to do. If you got a million people that need jobs, they need work assignments. Oh, come up with a new report. I just did one sixty days ago. The numbers are fresh. Do another one. It's sixty days. It's old. Per and then there'll be some HUD reg. They'll dig up in the HUD dictionary. As you can see here in section three three nine four four three, you know, we need an updated report every thirty days. Your report is old. And then they'll go back and commission, you know, a whole nother report. And uh, we got all these, you know, you look on somebody, some of these people's uh, uh, bookshelves, the file cabinets stacked full of reports, full uh-huh. of reports. They know, okay, we've we, we got all the data. <laughs> how much data and in, in, in statistics do we need? We need housing, the housing stock. And so let's talk about, you know, we want, you know, we don't like to be all doom and gloom. I don't know how much time we still got left on the call, but, um, do, you know, we want to say, let's say in Los Angeles County, there's 60, it's simple math. There's 60,000 homeless people. This is their numbers, not mine. 60,000 mm-hmm. homeless people throughout all of Los Angeles County. And let's say on average, if you, if you house, you build a brand new building from the ground up, and it's 100 units. And in order to house those 60,000 people, we would need 600 shovels in the ground right now at 100 wow. units per building. And so and then knowing that the average uh, time for construction is between three and four years. Mm-hmm. And so when we know that, we're, this is an in-game solution. So we, now if we invested all our money and all our time and energy on those 600 shovels, we know in four, no longer than four, four years from now, we're going to have enough units for 60,000 homeless people. Now, if there's some new people that happen between here and there, now they can go into a temporary shelter or something until mm-hmm. we get another, a couple of more shovels in the ground. But we need to talk about large-scale solutions in mm-hmm. that realm. And so no one's doing that. They're to, oh, you know, 2,000 here, 3,000 there. Oh, maybe this, a little bit of that. That's ridiculous. When you've got 60,000 upwards heading towards 100,000 homeless folks, where's the large scale solutions? And these politicians and the mainstream media, they're pushing this fluff and it's absolutely ridiculous. And then they want to, they call me and want to sound, but they want to quote. I don't have anything positive to tell. No, I'm not happy about a new building. <laughs> Why would I want to go to a ribbon cutting for for 40 units of a building? We got right. 40,000, you know, 60,000 here. It's ridiculous, and it's, it's it's sad. It's like where's this? No one the the 600 shovels in the ground type of solutions. You know, the mother of all solutions. Those conversations aren't even taking place, and that's where a Skid Row neighborhood council. You know, that's where we would, let's get to the end game. Fast forward to the end. What does the end look like? And so all these right. little small, you know, these small limited solutions, they're just buying time. And it's sad that, you know, Measure HHH, you know, the city of Los Angeles put that on the ballot. And for $1.2 billion, tax yourselves. And then they, you know, up to 10,000 uh, units. Ten thousand? Why would you, you tell me for a billion over a billion dollars we can't house sixty thousand homeless people? What's the yeah, because, and then because, all of a sudden once it passes, so that one point two billion dollars is going to be generated, and then now they're instead of actually building units, permanent units that will be there forever, 
They started talking about temporary tents and temporary uh, uh, shelters. They're talking about beds and cots. That's mm-hmm. not housing. People are still homeless. They're just indoors. We don't want shelter. We want right. housing. There's a big well, difference. And so, and the thing is, so now they're playing with the schematics of the word. So, you know, there's this common saying, oh, everybody, you know, oh, everyone is entitled to food, clothing, and shelter. Well, they're not in, when, in the terms of we know what food and clothing are. When it's shelter, they're talking about a home. They're right. not talking about an actual shelter. You know, so now what actual shelter is is basically a big, you know, gymnasium, like a high school gym, and they put cots all over the place. And people, oh, here's your cot right here. That's not a home. That's so temporary, you know. And so then it's like that's food, clothing, and shelter. That's not that type of shelter. We're talking about housing. And so that's why, you know, this new old project room key. Oh, that sounds good. Here we go. A hotel room, you know, that's actually it's built, it's private. You get your own room, socially distanced from global uh, from the global pandemic, and then you've got uh, additional supportive services that will bring you food and your medications and provide other additional services. Oh, this is great. Now, this is what we're talking about. Fund that, Project Rupke. And then our lame duck mayor, Eric Garcetti, came out and said, oh, when he launched the program, 15,000 hotel rooms will house homeless folks. Now we're talking about, but now we're almost starting to get to some large-scale stuff. But okay, mm-hmm. start small and then build out to it, and then you know, ninety days in, come to find out, they only had up to, the highest number I've ever heard on project that the hotel room project room key was forty four hundred units. So I'm like, well, you guys are still eleven thousand units short. When are you going <laughs> to get to fifteen thousand? And now they're like, oh, that was just a ninety day program, and the funding has run out. And it was, what do you mean the funding has run out? You just Launched the project a couple of months ago. It was a ninety. Come to find, it was a ninety-day program at best. So you gonna, so you said with fifteen, you're gonna house fifteen thousand homeless people for ninety days. Like, but they all know what we, what we intended. Let's see, and then that's when they come into the spit some more fool's gold, and expect us, you know, drink from that cup. And it's like this. It doesn't. It doesn't even make sense. And it's sad. But you know. So then now the thing is, um, also what we also found out was at that time. Uh, uh, Washington D.C. was giving them was reimbursing the city of Los Angeles seventy five percent for the funding that they were invested into the hotel rooms, and that's why the city said they ran out of money because they're only getting a seventy five percent reimbursement. So the brand new uh, presidential administration that just took office a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, they just issued through FEMA one hundred percent distribution. Go ahead, let's get those hotel. Let's go. Let's let's get mm. these folks off the street. Let's go. That's why I like the new folks are coming. The new regime is coming at one hundred percent a reimbursement. And do you know, lame duck mayor Eric Garcetti didn't even officially ask for the money. Wow, one hundred percent. So if you spend, so if you spend a hundred, I mean a million dollars to get on hotel rooms right now, um, you will get a million dollars back. And do you know this guy hasn't even put in the application for it? Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I was hoping. I was hoping that this new. I hope you were going to tell us that the Biden administration, this new administration, was going to be doing more to help than obviously the last one was. Um, when they're talking about the whole, yeah, I mean, you can't. Stuff, do, you can't do. I mean, he can only do so can't much. Do on any worse. End, I mean, one hundred percent reimbursed. Okay, so the city of LA would have to pay for it in in advance. Whatever you spend. 
we'll reimburse you. Just go ahead and take right. care. It. You're right there. Go ahead. We got you. Oh, okay. Spin. What do we? Let's man. Let's go. I mean, I would like to think Uncle Sam is good for us. Well, when they're talking and, about no, these ho- we, the 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 hotel rooms, General Jeff, where what where are these hotels they're talking about? Spread out in different places. Any hotel, or? any hotel. There okay. was at one point in time this, you know, there were like a state. It was a, you know, because oh, govern the governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, also had a project, uh, a room key statewide. And right. so, you know, he was in. So there was a talk that motel twenty eight motel sixes at one time were were on the table statewide. That you know, across across California, that could uh, were at one time were interested potentially going to be a part of the uh, conversation. So, you know, there, so there are some big, really nice, because the whole thing is with the global pandemic, no one's traveling. So the hotel industry is losing their shirts yep. because they're completely mm-hmm. empty. No one's using, no, so they got to lay off their workers. What do you have right. maid service for? No one's sleeping in the bed. So no one's messing them up. You, you right. know, so they're down, they're down. And it's like, so to keep that industry going, hey, well, we can house homeless. For and of course, that was us homeless advocates uh, activists that uh, came up with that solution, and so it's like, yeah, let's uh, house, you know, get the homeless people housed in the hotels, and then the empty hotels, and the hotel industry won't suffer. And they're like, oh no, those hotels won't go. And then come to we'll ask them in the hotel industry, yeah, absolutely, what business, <laughs> what money? And then so is hotels and motels. So it wouldn't be, you know, five star force. They may be trying to. At first, they were going to hold out. COVID may be gone in 30 days and we don't want to have homeless folks all up in it, you know, whatever, you know, we have to completely disinfect our entire building and repaint, whatever. But then there's some, you know, motels out and most, Hey, the homeless folks like, Hey, you know, the, some of these, you know, low, low budget motels are good, good enough for me. Right. And so, you know, Hey, come on. It, it doesn't matter. Let, let's just get them. It doesn't matter where it doesn't matter how, you know, they got transportation to get the people to and from, Go, let's go, let's go. Fifteen thousand to start with. Let's go, and with, with, with potential to expand the program later. We don't. And then the city was like, "Well, we're having a hard time developing. We're having a hard time developing, uh, negotiating, um, you know, in terms of acquisitions and all that kind of stuff." And so it was um, extremely difficult for uh, the city. They said to get the, uh, to fifteen thousand. So. I don't know. They got off to such a rousy start. And I've gone mm-hmm. down in the streets of Skid Row. You got people now like, I'm waiting on my hotel room. Where, where the mm-hmm. hotel rooms at? Hey, General mm-hmm. Jeff, where <laughs> the hotel rooms at? Where can I get right. one? You got any room keys on you? I know you got an extra room key in your pocket right now. Oh, Call my. your boy Jasper Cole. I know he knows where them room <laughs> keys is at. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. I don't think I'm gonna call Jasper Cole on this one. <laughs> wow. But no, that's the mindset. It's like where the room? Yeah. Where do we say? Well, I, I, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready right, right. now. Where the where the hotel rooms at? Well, can and I, that's what's discouraging. That's what's so discouraging is because they've been led to believe that these room keys are coming. You know, and so right. Well, in the few minutes we have left, because of and course the time. Lines, what do we tell? I know. You got a nice hotel. Still here in Skid Row. I don't have a nice. I'm trying to get you a nice one. Oh well, when you do, I'll be right here on the corner of Fifth and Maple. I know where you live. (laughs) Let me ask you this last question because time's running out. So, 
in an ideal world, because I'm let's just say there was there were not the poverty pimps like in the fifty block er, the fifty blocks that are now called Skid Row. Are am I supposed to believe that there's no way housing there couldn't housing be built in the same area that could house sixty thousand people? Aren't there enough room to build high rises and buildings that could just house the homeless that are there right now if the money was actually being properly spent? Um, well, the, and no. Right. Um, the problem is while there there is 50 blocks, there is enough. There are enough parcels, but the mm-hmm. problem is, for one, the, the zoning restrictions – um, so a lot of the parcels, a lot of the areas in Skid Row, there's a warehouse district that overlaps between Skid Row and the Arts District and the Industrial District. Right. Um, okay. At one time in the in the late 1800s, this you know it was uh, manufacturing was big, and so the city right. has always tried to preserve a certain mm-hmm. amount of you know that th- that they don't want to convert that to housing and lose that for you know in case. You know the 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 industrial Resol- revolution comes back. I don't know, and so there's a lot of. <laughs> I don't know. They and the, dinos- the sky dinos- thing. dinosaurs Ooh. are going to roam the earth too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. And so in part of Skid Row, there's zoning for light manufacturing, um, and and another commercial uh, zoning that you know that that's what we're fighting for now. Um, Because we want low-income family housing and some other type of um, Mm -hmm. residential housing. But the thing is, is they're saying they want to preserve that for manufacturing. So um, it would be difficult. Obviously, you can't build housing there. And then some of the other parcels, the um, owner, property owners, they're not trying to sell. They've got Mm -hmm. uh, like the toy district with the cheap mom-and-pop stores. Um, mm-hmm. So those guys are getting rents off each one of those stores, and then those stores are having a livelihood of selling cheap goods, and then you've got a whole bunch of folks that are, uh, you know, have businesses in other parts of the city that come downtown for the cheap prices here, and then right. they go on and uh, come here buy the stuff and then put a put a profit, you know, <laughs> a price on it, and then they, <laughs> you know, so there's there's a whole ecosystem that's going on. And then those property owners, they're not going to sell their parcels just to have, you know, allow right, those right. folks to be. Uh, so, you know, so, but we do still have some more room that where we can get, you know, ease, we can get thousands more house, but mm-hmm. everything is slow, slow to develop. And so now then, then there's a pushback from the downtown business sector that's going to say, you know, oh, skid row, homelessness is too uh, centralized right here in, in downtown. It, it needs to be spread out across the city. And so mm-hmm. the politicians are slow to move on any new housing in Skid Row. So we have to fight right. for everything. Keep fighting. Well, I think that's the message is to keep fighting. And Jeff, thank you as always. Like I said, we're going to make this a regular uh, one show a month. And like I said, when you're, you're as far as I'm concerned, this is your show as well. But I want the listeners to know there'll be times when you know, Jeff does have a life and other things he's got to do. So if he can't make it, we're going to have, uh, we're going to keep the talk going with all kinds of different uh, people from the homeless industry. I, I'm going to call it the industry now, the homeless right. industrial complex. Um, yes. I want to have people on from different uh, 
different sides. You know, I want to hear it from all angles. But the main thing is, you've said this before, and we're going to close with this. You know, you said before, on even on like the national level, until the government will get people like yourself, people who are actually walking the walk to serve on these committees and to be the voices that are that are in the meetings and in the rooms, nothing's going to change because you you don't have the right people that are leading the, the march when you're leaving it to politicians and bureaucrats. And that's the problem. So we exactly. need more like we need, we need more people like you. Everyone be sure to check out uh, Skid Row Neighborhood Council.com. Again, Twitter, it's go Skid Row go for General Jeff. We will be back uh, here with a new show next Thursday night. And next month we'll have another uh, horrors and heroes of homelessness. Stay safe, my friend. Keep doing what you're doing. So happy to, to have you on and can't wait to, uh, to be back uh, next month for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. All right, everyone. We will be back. Ralph, my co-host, will be back with us uh, next Thursday. And uh, in the meantime, check out our archive shows on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spricker, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, on Blog Talk Radio. Be safe. And big shout out to everyone. Much love. Take care. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.